This week, we're taking a trip through the realm of the senses as we look at the movie that takes the crown in this week's Flame Off. What is the best psychedelic movie? You think you know how deep this rabbit hole goes? Jump in and find out. This is 24 flames per second. Welcome to another episode of 24 Flames Per Second. I am your host, Quasi Phillips, and this week it's time for a Flame Off, where we try and find the movies that take the top spot in a new category every week. Today, we've got two amazing panelists here to help us find out what movie is the best psychedelic movie. Are these movies you thought? Maybe, maybe not, but our panelists this week are here and ready to bring the heat to prove which movie gets you tripping. I'm so excited. Um, this week, we've got a powerhouse co-host with me, the Baron of House Kazamian. Miles Kazamian, you are back in town. What is up? Good to be back, Johnny. Oh, it's so good to see you, man. <laughs> excited to excited to throw down with uh, as, a, as, a, as, a co- as a co-host this time. You are here. I know. I'm, I'm very honored to be here, and I'm really excited about our two guests and the two movies they decided to talk about. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I, this, this genre specifically is something that I'm venturing into in a new way nowadays. I feel like with the, like, with some amazing edibles that are around, you can, you can definitely put yourself in some cool states to watch some great movies. And I am also personally a huge fan of really visually stimulating and trippy content. So Mm. I'm really excited to explore that in this way, because I know that um, there's a lot of great, movies that it was when you watch it through a different lens it just it changes the whole meaning oh for sure and i mean when you said psychedelic movies i thought uh you know immediately went to like fear and loathing in las vegas or enter the void sure or something like that and i like the direction that our two guests went it's you know you seem to always get a, a good eclectic mix on the show and it's not necessarily where you know everybody would go and i like that that's the best is literally the best part of this this uh format i love it to death and um yeah you're totally right i think you know we we look at psychedelic movies and maybe you think of like oh so they're taking drugs and that's why Mm -hmm. it is but that's not always the case um but we do i mean you can think of like movies like scanner darkly and fear and loathing for sure that are like yeah built to be that but like i would say like maybe fantasia is also a psychedelic movie you know? Yeah, absolutely. You, who knows? You know, it very much depends. So yeah. And I, I, yeah, our panelists this week have some great movies. So strap in, um, let's bring them in. Shall we in this week? Our panelists are two of my oldest friends, two amazing artists in the Seattle area, uh, twin sisters, Rachel Annis and Selena Annis, business owners and inkbox printers for ink to my elbows. What is up? Hi, hi. Hey, hey. What's up, guys? I'm honored to be here. I'm yeah. so excited. Rachel. Thanks, Rachel. Yeah. How are you doing? Doing good. Um, I just want to warn everybody up top that they're going to have a great time trying to figure out who's saying what. Yay. Um, <laughs> I, I was also going to say that. So I'll suck it. <laughs> I'll just hop in every time. Oh, good point, Selena. Oh, good point, Rachel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
It'll be great. We'll, we'll do a, like some weird distortion or something. On <laughs> someone, I'm saying someone's getting auto-tuned. That's what I'm saying. Oh my God, that's going to be amazing. have one of those like voice things that makes our voices sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> to protect the innocent, even though you can't see her face. Um, <laughs> awesome. Selena, how are you doing? I'm doing quite well. Really excited to be here and talking about my stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I also so yeah. We have known each other for so long, Selena, Rachel, yep. and I think <laughs> that it's it's been it, it. We like have watched so many great movies together. Um, yeah, and 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 especially in this genre. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, definitely. So I'm really looking forward to like what you guys brought. Um, and we're we're keeping it a secret from our audience. So why don't we dive in? Let's not you know let's not hold them. Like you know, too close to the fire. Let's, let's let's bring him in. Let's bring him into the scoop. Uh, Selena, let us know what movie did you bring today? Tell us a little bit about it and why you think it's the best psychedelic movie. Uh, I brought Paprika to the table. Um, it is an animated film, and it is, I think, the most psychedelic film I've ever seen. Um, I'm not saying it is a, yeah. It is saying something. I've seen a lot of psychedelic films. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It is about a company that makes a device that allows you to go into people's dreams. And the movie begins with a dream sequence that starts at a circus where a detective is trying to find out how to, to like, it's it starts out with a circus full of people that are all him and then he, he gets <laughs> put into the ring in the middle that then sucks him down into the center of an expanding balloon it's very psychedelic and we're off to a great very, start i hate when that happens yeah yeah <laughs> and I mean, very classic, lots of falling, lots of dreams, lots of going with the flow because you can't do anything else. And that's very psychedelic, in my opinion. Sure. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, But yeah, um, it also has a lot of um, conflict between what's good and what's right versus the capitalistic ideas of society and I think a lot of psychedelics and other um, of those substances really bring to mind the struggles that we have with um, those in power and they make us like question the entire society we live in and, and who has power and why. And I think that is generally one of the main things that this movie brings up and yeah i can go i could go on for so long about this so i'm gonna let rachel also talk about her movie before we do we'll come back (laughs) for sure no yeah absolutely it's been there's definitely like a lot of things you're touching on in there of like what psychedelic movies like to play with um in terms of like Mm -hmm. making you kind of rethink what you're seeing not only in just like the movie itself but and also in your life you know so Definitely. And, you know, dream sequences, where have we heard that before? You know, it's got some heavy, <laughs> heavy influence into Inception, um, for sure. Um, and yeah, I'm, I, so obviously, you know, playing with dreams, playing with that, it's totally what psychedelic movies are all about. And playing with reality. I love that. Well, thanks so much for that recap. Rachel, 
what mm-hmm. did you bring? What is your psychedelic movie of choice? All right. I brought to the table the classic, the wonderful Spirited Away because, Boom. oh man, I mean, that movie probably, I've seen that movie, I want to say probably 50 to 100 times, like somewhere wow. in that range. Seen it a lot. Love that movie. That is amazing. Um, and when we got the prompt to do psychedelic movies, it was just like, this one just kind of made sense. Um, to me, uh, it is a an actual, almost a rendition of a psychedelic journey. Like the very beginning starts in like regular normal life. And then the, the child, uh, Chihiro, 10 year old who's moving to another like city, um, her and her parents get like basically trapped in the spirit world. And all the rules of society are different. Every, like, it is completely wild. There are creatures that, you know, like ducks that have leaves for hats and they're giant. And then there's also like weird spirit monsters and things like that. And it is just one weird thing after another. And her, her whole purpose is to be working so that she can get her parents who have turned into pigs free of, uh, the evil witch Yubaba's hold that runs this bathhouse. Um, it is, it is a wild ride all the way through. And um, it is just also with the animation style. I mean, Studio Ghibli films are always lovely in the way that uh, animation happens in them. It's just beautiful, but it also, um, Miyazaki did like a wonderful job with um with the uh, angles and things like that, portraying like time changing quickly when it shouldn't or um, random things. Like she starts disappearing because she's in the spirit world and she hasn't eaten any of their food yet. And so she takes some of their food and then becomes whole in that world. And it's just, uh, it's just a wonderful uh, little look into this weird, (laughs) weird life. Oh, absolutely. Uh, mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's yeah, crazy so. that it's it's like but that movie especially you watch it and there was a when I first saw it I I just didn't know what was real or not for so long mm-hmm. until I re- until they start she's got more established in the bathhouse you're kind of watching it you're like what is happening yeah <laughs> yeah crazy and even that, hearing you describe it it sounds like you're having like you're describing a fever dream you had yeah. <laughs> I was night. trying to write like a synopsis and I was like it was like <laughs> getting so long because I was like and then this wild thing happens <laughs> yeah that's I think that's another staple of a good psychedelic movie is if you try oh, to yeah. describe it to someone the person has to look at you with just complete concern for your own sanity <laughs> yeah exactly exactly I like normalcy in it and then it's like but yeah but then there's also like a river spirit who needs to take a bath and then there's a bicycle stuck in his side and she like takes the bicycle out and then he gives her a weird dumpling um that's magical so she doesn't know what to do with that but like that comes back later and is helpful (laughs) you know those great relatable premises you know (laughs) oh it's so great Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. thanks, Rachel. Yeah, um, uh, you know, it's 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 interesting. We're talking about these two kind of legends of Japanese uh, cinema, Satoshi Kon and Hayao, Hayao Miyazaki, and it's just it's crazy with the way that they play with like the visual, like the visuals, and like 
defining the dream states or the or the non-reality states what 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 about mm-hmm. your movies kind of play with that and like what is it about yours that really make them psychedelic in terms of like the dream state or or what why like what, what how an audience member kind of determines the reality of what they're even seeing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'll let selena go first because i feel like hers is all about dreams and shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> so this one in paprika it blurs the lines a lot um it really like slowly puts you into a dream state um and in some ways sometimes uh it'll be it'll be while someone's talking and they'll be saying something normal and then the bathhouse is suddenly in the chicken coop and you'll be <laughs> at the 911 and you'll be the it'll just literally the way that they talk will literally go off the rails and you'll know that that person is being taken over by the dream and wow. You're not certain whether or not what you're visually seeing is the dream or if what you're seeing is the person enacting the dream in the real world. Oh, man. So you have to decide. (laughs) You have to decide in that moment what you're seeing is if you're seeing the dream or if you're seeing the real world in the dream in the real world. Right. And sometimes the person will start moving and it's very clear that people around them are real because they're reacting to them being like, what is happening? Why are you doing this? And then you're like, Oh, okay. They're grounded. This person's not, or they start moving. And then like the hallway warps underneath them and it's very dreamlike or they try and jump over a railing and then it's like melting. And then they're like, Oh, this is all a dream. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, like, yeah. It's just yeah. you. It's, it's wild. <laughs> it's like a, it's like everything becomes a Salvador Dali painting at once. Yes, oh, literally. That's crazy. And like there are some clues that are very like throughout the film um, are consistent, and one of them is a, a blue butterfly. And you you find out partway through the film that that's like a signature of one of the. Uh, bad guys is that this there's blue butterflies and so anytime you see blue butterflies you know that you're in the dream in the dream realm somewhere and so that becomes like a signal (laughs) yeah Uh, but like it takes a minute for you to notice because like usually in the beginning it's like one in the background and you're like it could just be a butterfly like that's not that weird and like by the end it's like mountains of blue butterflies in the background and you're like oh that's definitely oh, noticeable sure. <laughs> now, does this 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 does this movie get more interesting on different on on um repeated viewings like how does it how does it kind of change when you're watching it from it definitely screen? does mostly because um this is one of those movies that like drops you in and just expects you to relinquish control you just have to (laughs) go with the flow you don't know what's happening it doesn't make sense and you just have to just go with it and I think that the first viewing is so different than the second because you don't know what's happening the first time and you're like in detective mode you're like okay that's a clue that's a clue I think Mm-hmm. Maybe that matters. <laughs> I don't know. And like, it gives you stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, some of the stuff doesn't matter. Because like, yeah. not everything in a dream matters. 
And so as you go through, you can kind of sift through it and discard stuff. And some of it does matter. So the second time you watch it, you're like, oh, that clue mattered. Now I know what that means. Mm-hmm. And it, cool. it's just really exciting. <laughs> yeah. So are pieces that you thought were a dream in the first viewing turn out to be real in the second viewing or the, you know, switches back and forth, depending on your viewing, you kind of yeah. changes. And even in the third viewing, some of it, I'm like, I still don't know. I don't know if that's real I love that. or not. Like, <laughs> I have to just incredible. decide for myself whether or not I want that to be real, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, sometimes that's dreams. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm dreaming right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a, you know what? It's a really good one. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think I totally get that. And it, the dream I, not that I totally get that, but the dream state being kind of like your the main <laughs> thing you're looking at um, in this movie, it kind of differs from Spirited Away in a little bit where the you you still have a, a central protagonist, this little girl, and mm-hmm. just watching mm-hmm. her experience with it and whether or not yeah. she's kind of grappling with, and she's kind of deciding if it's real or not. And so like, yeah. does, like how does that, like that spirit realm type of idea kind of play with the psychedelics in Spirited Away? Man, uh, it's... It's wonderful. It's like, I think one of the, when we were talking about it, one of the things that popped into my head was it's one of my favorite parts. It's like, um, Yubaba's sisters and Neba like makes her way into Yubaba's, um, office and like turns her baby into a mouse. Like this Yubaba has a giant baby. That's like the size of bigger than an elephant, I would say. Um, and, she turns that baby into an actual like small mouse um, because it was crying. And she's like, that's annoying. And then Ayubaba also has these like three heads that like are the size of like lap dogs that roll around going, like that's like what they do. And um, they're just kind of there in her office. And she's like, she turns them into a, a, like a, into the baby and then um, one of their, like, her hawks turns into, like, a tiny, tiny little bird that's the size of, like, uh, of a fly. And it's just, like, one of these things where, like, everything is just, like, constantly, like, magic, but also in this, like, super weird, warped way. Mm-hmm. Like, almost, like, body horror, like, oh, just going to, like, turn these three <laughs> heads into a giant baby and then turn this giant <laughs> baby into a, like, it's mouse, so bizarre. Yeah. And, like... There's the lovable character, No Face, who gets led into the bathhouse by Sin. Uh, mm-hmm. Chihiro, whose name becomes Sin when she starts to work at the bathhouse. Um, right. And she she lets him in because she thinks, oh, it's a spirit. Belongs in the spirit in the bathhouse, right? Obviously. Mm-hmm. Apparently that spirit's not allowed in the bathhouse. Um, <laughs> she did not know that. And mm-hmm. he ends up, like, eating people and then like producing this fake gold and like giving it to people like tipping and wanting food and all this stuff and um classic classic spirit pranks classic spirit stuff um but yeah like where it comes into like psychedelic things i think it's it's just the weird transformation of things so it'll it'll be all of a sudden like Oh, it's daytime, and then like it's like, oh my gosh, you can't be here, and it's like the the shadows come quickly over her face, like as she's standing on the bridge, like you have to leave, and it's just like, oh, the sun's already down, like you can't leave now, like that sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's wonderful, I love it. Um, 
Yeah, that movie it has. It's interesting because that movie I, I I haven't seen Paprika, but uh, Spirited Away. It, there's kind of stakes that you're following this this little girl as as she tries to take control of the trip. Whereas mm-hmm. it, I, from what you're describing, Selena, it feels like you kind of just have to surrender yourself to to Paprika. Yeah. Spirited Away kind of has like you're you're still you're still grounded, but you're yeah. Kind of, there's like. She's yeah. the grounded one. Everything around her is yeah, the psychedelic right. thing, and she's sitting like, "What the fuck is all of this?" I'm like, I would argue that possibly Spirited Away might represent like a, a conservative trip, like a fun, normal, <laughs> like normal like Tuesday night for Shia about. <laughs> and then right. maybe Paprika's like ego death. <laughs> like I, am, I am the universe itself, and the, the universe. Is me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Cause yeah, like when you when you're following Sin through this bathhouse as she's like getting all of her clothes and like the like through the first time, you know, seeing it as she's working, it's like every single inch of the screen is taken up by like different weird creatures all doing this like traditional Japanese bathhouse stuff. But it's like every single thing in it is different and weird and obnoxious. And like, it's one of those things I've seen it a million times. I will, I will watch it and catch something new in the bathhouse every single time I watch it because there just is so much to see. And you're, yeah, I don't know. Your brain gets caught by the rider spirit this time or whatever. Isn't, isn't that the craziest when you're tripping and it's like the, the thing that is happening is normal, but what mm-hmm. is doing the normal thing is completely batshit crazy. Like it doesn't yeah. make any fucking sense. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. someone's doing the dishes. Who's doing the dishes? My dog? What is happening? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The the kitchen people are just like toad people? Cool. Yeah. That, that totally <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, the head the head of the bathhouse is a frog. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Little soot sprites, which are my favorite, that like bring Little the coal sprites. out, put it into the fire to like make the yeah. water happen. Well, I think that that, and I think that's also a huge part of the, of psychedelic movies is the visual, like vi- distorting visual expectations. I think is generally mm-hmm. super important in order to kind of play with experimental narratives. Right, you you, you have to make it so that. You know, what you're seeing is something, you're even challenging what you're seeing. And because mm-hmm. you trust what you see so much, if, if you can't really trust it, then it maybe changes how you even perceive what's even happening. So, yeah. it's, it's, and it, it, yeah, it is super important, I think, as well, when you're, when you're watching something and having the format of animation to play with allows you to really delve into that a lot better. I, I that's that's kind of what I was thinking and, and trying to make a point of that, you know, when you're watching um, an animated movie, and I think we can agree, I, I, maybe it is an American lens, just not knowing that culture as well, but it feels like Japanese and in some Korean like content, it just, they play with those ideas so much more than we do in, in mm-hmm. Hollywood or even in some indie productions in, in America or in the West in general. Um, and it's well, just yeah. In- no, yeah, I, th- I think a lot of it is, you know, just the limitations of, uh, you know, conventional filmmaking and like live mm-hmm. action stuff. I think in America, there's, you know, a lot of people want to see a lot of live action things. That's why there's so many live action remakes and things like that. And, uh, 
you know, as far as anime and animation in general, you the sky's the limit. You know, right. you could make a spaceship or a thousand spaceships, you know, attacking something. Um, and anime has always kind of done that. Now, you know, in the past, what, 30 years, you know, CG is kind of taken over a little bit on the American side. But anime, I mean, you look back, how far can you go back? At least the 80s, mm-hmm. you know, there's crazy animes with huge robots fighting and Definitely. stuff. Going, you know, so they always were able, I feel like they were able to go the distance and explore sure. these crazy ideas a lot sooner than maybe American filmmakers in Hollywood um, were willing to go. Totally. And, well, and- I was going to say, and even maybe even think about like these old animated films that are American, like Brave Little Toaster or Rock oh, a Doodle. Those are so weird and so yeah. cool. Like, Brave Little Toaster deserves its own episode. That movie it does. Oh, up, yes, man. it does. We're fucked up. <laughs> man. The, the, part, <laughs> the part when the fridge or the TV is like, he's going to college without us? Like, I got the – it made me feel like I was on shrooms again. And I was like, oh, no. Like, oh, no, the TV's doing it again. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> that, that air conditioner, I swear to God, I was afraid of air conditioners for, like – Oh yeah, oh, man. We don't even we don't even need to talk about the clown part. Oh, no, we never will again. Oh. That's the worst. But I mean, like, I feel like we went through this. We had the, all of these crazy animated films for a while, and then suddenly all they we wanted to do was realistic stuff. Mm-hmm. We lost the idea of what animation really could do, mm-hmm. and that's really frustrating because <laughs> animation. All dogs go to heaven. <laughs> it's there are some there's there is now I think that with the expansion of like Adventure Time Rick and Morty like there are some places where especially in more adult oriented settings where they're playing mm-hmm. with the like more experimental storytelling and and uh, and content and visuals I think with the animation um, so it, I feel like they're, well, they're that's because we all grew up and started animating that shit <laughs> that's hey that's absolutely fair I mean I feel like yeah we were like we we miss it bring back the weird yeah. we'll fucking bring it back you can afford drugs now we'll bring it back if you want yeah. <laughs> yeah, and drugs are legal now so yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely no it's it's and I, I love that part of you know of the storytelling for these two movies too, of like the, the allowing the animation to kind of speak to that and and mm-hmm. and provide that stimulation for the crowd, like for the audience, while they're you know trying to play with uh, play with the reality in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think great. bringing it back a little bit to to Spirited Away, um, I was just in that conversation, just like a thought popped into my head about how it's very normal in the weirdest way. Like she has to work to make money so that she can free her parents. That's like the really the baseline of things. And like the things that she does for her job are really simple. Like she has to scrub out a tub. Uh, she has to make sure she gets the right kind of water for whatever spirit, you know, it's, it's very like service industry normal, but everything around it is like, on its head <laughs> so it's relatable in a way that is like i don't know i've heard when you're on substances that you can like function normally if you're like focusing and you're like i have to go outside because i have to go do this thing 
you're going to look fine and you're going to look normal, but inside and like around is going to be like, I have to get, I have to get food from this person who's delivering it to me and they look like a fish and that's fine. As long as they take my money and I get the food, (laughs) like, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, I just, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I have to go to the bathroom, but if I get out from under this blanket, something really bad is going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, exactly. No, I love that. It, it, it that's so interesting. I think both of these movies kind of play with like there's still capitalism. I feel like yeah. it's interesting is that in most things that I I feel is things that are really relevant in some in some places, capitalism really is kind of the main villain of most of these things and yeah. In these two movies you have a in you know, in Paprika you have an a, a treatment a possible, you know, way to help people is corrupted by the the threat of money. In order for um, Sin to even escape back and save her parents, she has to work and contribute, you know, mm-hmm. and and earn in order yeah. to, you know, have have value in life. And it, it's so like what I I wonder like for these you know these movies like how do they you know use the medium of like a psychedelic narrative to you know convey that or challenge that? Yeah. Yeah. I actually realized that in my getting caught up in the psychedelicness of this story and how vast and ridiculous the story is, I have neglected to even discuss parts of the plot, which is that that, um, the main point is that someone steals this DC Mini, which is the thing that makes you be able to go into people's dreams and there's no lock on it. You're supposed to only be able to go into people's dreams if you have like a therapy pod or whatever. But like the point is there's no lock on it. So you can do it from anywhere and it evolves with more use. So it suddenly happens where you can go into people's dreams when they're awake and at any point in time, Wow. And um, the main evil dude who is the guy who's against this has all of these like, see, this is the problem. Dreams are sacred and it's the last frontier. We shouldn't be doing this. We should shut it down immediately. And he's also like wheelchair bound and like naturally (laughs) and super powerful and has tons of money and you find out that he's basically a super huge hypocrite and like using the the dc mini so that he could like walk in his dreams Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he wants it all for himself he wants it all for himself yeah and it's like like the exact point is that he's like he wants it all for himself and so that other people can't get the help they need. Jeff Bezos. I know. Also. Get in your penis rocket and just have fun. Go go to almost space, you dick. Such a (laughs) sweet So the, the second part is that what they don't understand is that they create this character in, in the movie, which is the dream and the dream itself starts propagating throughout the people that are creating the dreams, Mm. kind of creating these people that are living within a coma. They themselves are not dreaming. They are just the vessel of the dream. 
which is oh man <laughs> and so you're peeling back layers yeah. i know and so the dream is a giant parade of things fridges with speakers in them traffic lights little triangles um, tons of creepy dolls that all have their heads shaking like this for some reason. Oh, like, ridiculous, um, an absolute menagerie of, of everything you can think of things. And it's all going to somewhere, but we don't know where, and anything that touches it gets sucked into it. And it's like... <laughs> Our listener, Selena, is processing while she's describing. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It yeah. shows it multiple times. <laughs> I, every time I watch the movie, I pause because there's just so much on the screen that you can't, you can't actually see it all. <laughs> wow. For sure. But um, I just think that, like... One of the things that's the most amazing about this movie is that this parade, this dream actually is its own character mm. and, and it's so powerful and it is incredibly just mindlessly terrifying. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, like looking at it from like a lens of like the dream being the character you're watching versus sin and her danger. I mean, it's, 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 it, mm. it's interesting. Like how that, how that, perspective can really change how you're like consuming the the nature of what, what what's happening on the screen to these characters it's kind of crazy yeah I, I think of it as like um a mindless opposition to the willpower of the capitalistic evil mm. that the, the guy is because so, he's like trying to control this thing and use it and bend it to his own willpower and mm. this thing is just like opposing him and doesn't even it doesn't even know it is it just is it just is right. doing its own thing and it does it's not controllable it just is overtaking anything and everything that it can because that's what it is there for. Interesting. And so it's it's more of like the guy's trying to control the main uh, wheelchair man is trying to control something that it, and tame something that is un untamable versus um, sin who's just trying to control herself and get out of the situation. And yeah. yet is trapped in the in the trip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's almost like this guy'd be like giving you like eight tabs of acid. He's like, Don't worry, I could I could tell I could be you'll be totally fine. Right. <laughs> and, like, and you can't tell me that, dude. You don't know. Yeah, of course, then has to go to work in a bathhouse, but also also takes eight tab eight tabs of acid. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> oh, this is <sighs> awesome. Well, um, thank you so much. The time has come, however, for judgment to be passed. And Miles, okay. you've, heard the <laughs> you've heard the arguments. We have the story of a dream run amok in Paprika, a young woman <laughs> trapped in uh, the in the crossover of spirit and reality in Spirited Away. Which movie takes the crown as the best psychedelic movie, Miles? Well, this was a good fight, Quasi. You know, it's a tough call. I like both movies. I'm interested in watching both of them. I like both the arguments. However, I like I like that in Paprika, uh -huh. the dreams are synthetic, whereas in Spirited Away, it's kind of more a dream. Mm -hmm. And I also like 
the fucked upness of paprika. It reminded me of some of the weird shit that I think about when I'm just like staring off into oblivion and like cyborgs face people in the future and stuff and in parallel mm-hmm. dimensions. So I'm gonna have to go with paprika. Yeah. Sorry, Rachel. <laughs> no, you know, the second she said paprika, I was like, oh, well, she's going to win. That's insane. But that's insane. <laughs> and I love that you both wanted Spirited Away originally, but we've got some great consolation prizes for you. Crazy. Yeah. Tell them what they won. Yeah, Here you she- go. You've won another trip to the podcast whenever you want it. Congratulations. <laughs> And so we also get a shot of tequila. How about that? Oh, I'm down. All right. (laughs) Next chance we can meet up. Uh, We'll hold Mm -hmm. you to it, Miles. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also, we can take that cyborg poster off your wall if it's too much of a distraction. (laughs) Oh, this one? Yeah, yeah. If that's that's what you keep seeing in your your zone. I love it. Oh, no, man. That's a Japanese Conan the Barbarian poster. That's dope. (laughs) Never mind. You can't take that. On theme, on brand. On yeah, it is brand. definitely. I mean, Thank if you want to talk about Running Man some more, I'm definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for for decorating. Miles understood the assignment. Um, thank you guys so much, Selena. Paprika, big winner. Rachel, yeah, yeah. straight away, amazing movie. Selena and Rachel, oh, yeah. thank you so much for coming and chatting yeah. up movies. I'm cannot wait yeah. to maybe partake in one of these movies in altered states. I will yeah. say. Yeah, please do. Yeah, have to watch Paprika. Next you guys podcast. both have to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to happen. It'll be super fun. And, you know, I mean, I know that you guys are really working really hard on your business, Ink to My Elbows. What What is it? Uh, what do you guys do? What do you guys create and and uh, and sell to the masses? Tell us more about your, your company. So we do um, woodblock and linoleum printmaking, uh, basically carving... Um, stamps out of linoleum or wood and then hand printing from those stamps to make prints. Mm -hmm. Um, We print on fabric um, so we can do like tea towels and aprons and um, that kind of thing. We also print notebooks, but one of the coolest things that we do is that we take the blocks, like the wood blocks that we print from and we repurpose them. So you can buy a dope uh, magnetic, uh, bottle opener that is that is one of the blocks that we've used to print from um, or a cutting board where one side is the is the carving and the other side is a fully functional cutting board so you know functional art that is awesome um, but yeah and yeah that's basically what we're doing we're we're constantly bringing new things to the table so and we yeah. do commissions. Yeah, we do commissions. And, and we just... do furniture. That is yeah. really cool. Put me down for a gross of the frog bathhouse owner stamps. I'm totally <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. We can do that. Happen. Big business um, coming in. Uh, where can mm-hmm. people find you online? Uh, we have a website, um, inktomyelbows.com. That's I-N-K, to my elbows. Um Dot com and then we are also at the Fremont Market every Sunday in Seattle. So if you're ever feeling like going to the Fremont Market, you'll see us there. We're in a turquoise tent, so you know we're dope. Easy to find. Awesome. Uh-huh, easy right. to find. And then this coming Saturday is the um, Seattle Night Market at the Magnuson Park uh, Hangar, right. and, and that's we'll from there. two p.m. to ten p.m. We'll be there. It's going to be awesome. That's right. So, That's for yeah. our listeners, October 16th. Um, 
in Madison Park for our Seattle friends who are listening to the podcast. Get your gear. I Our fridge is currently adorned with an amazing bottle opener. Um, They're awesome. And we also have another bottle opener that's by hand. And I used to live with you, Rachel. I miss yeah. watching you create. It was so great. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Made some sessions wild things. We, yeah. <laughs> made some wild things. It's been it's really been fun to you know we I moved to Seattle around the same time Selena and Rachel we're also in, maybe new to Seattle, um, mm-hmm. so I was it, it's been really fun to like wa- like see you guys grow in this endeavor and just you guys are so accept such exceptional artists so I, I, listeners please support some amazing local Seattle artists um, inktomyelbows.com. Miles my man thank you so much for joining us today and. Yeah. Uh, and passing judgment, Paprika is our big winner today. I thank you, our listeners. Oh, this is the, I just love this format, and I'm, I have a full this full growing list of movies that are on the plate for me with mm-hmm. all these different perspectives. Um, so, Selena, Rachel, our thanks to our panelists, Rachel Anderson, Selena Annis, my co-host Miles Kazamian. I'm Quasi Phillips. A big thank you to all of our listeners. Tune in next time as we look at another trippy film, Requiem for a Dream. That one, not a fun trip, but a trip nonetheless. Uh, For more information about our extra content, our Patreon, or any extra 24 Flames per second goodies, you can follow us on social media at 24FlamesPod and give us a rating on any platform you get your podcast from. Party Fish Media is produced by me. Robert Spiewak-Bohorkas and Will Paulson. Our show music was created by Rob Joins and Will Paulson. And you can follow us in any of the exceptional podcasts on our platform by following Partyfish Media on social. Thank you so much, everybody. Selena, Miles, Rachel, all listeners. Peace. Bye. Bye. Party Fish Media acknowledges that it operates and records on indigenous Duwamish and Puget Sound Coast Salish land that is still home to the Duwamish tribe. This land is stolen in violation of the Point Elliott Treaty of 1855. We are committed to uplifting the name of these lands and community members from these nations who reside alongside us. For more information on this land, its people, or ways you can help, visit duwamishtribe.org or realrentduwamish.org.